Hey podcast fam, super excited to share this uh, dirty napkin with you. This is a video that I recorded for our uh, funeral home clients, but this is absolutely applicable to any business and, and entrepreneur that's in a leadership position. So I thought it was great to just drop this in, share it, uh, especially for the, the crisis and time that we're in. Um, how can we all be better leaders uh, for ourselves and our team? Hey, what's up, everybody? I've got kind of a serious topic. Uh, how to become a great leader during crisis. Man, this has been a topic of conversation that I have had with a lot of our clients over the last couple of weeks, as well as in a number of the, the private study groups and Facebook groups um, that I'm associated with and a part of with, with funeral homes and, and companies in the funeral space, uh, just kind of communicating around this. And I, I read a, a great piece a resource by John Maxwell, um, where he talks about, you know, seven steps to becoming a great leader in crisis. And, and these are great, like really seven steps just to becoming a great leader, whether you're in crisis or not. But I think it's super applicable for the time that we're in. And so I've kind of adapted these um, to fit the funeral space so it makes more sense for you. But, you know, how to become a great leader during crisis. And number one is is putting people first, whether that is the families that you're serving, your community, your team, like putting people first and really focusing on their needs is absolutely number one. And that's great advice, whether it's crisis or not. You've got to put the customer and the people first, because not only are you leading your team, but you're also leading your community and you're leading your client families and putting those people first is going to help you along the way. Number two is educate yourself. I mean, there's so much misinformation out there right now concerning this virus and kind of the state of things. Um, so it's really important that you're paying attention to, you know, the right media like World Health Organization and CDC, but also your state and national associations. Um, NFDA and, and the national associations, uh, ICCFA and CANA have put together great resources for you to follow um, from the CDC and just, you know, the right information specific to funeral homes. So make sure that you're educating yourself and, and you're paying attention to the right sources where you're getting that education. Three, be flexible, man. This is a big one. Last week, it was like every single day something was changing, sometimes twice a day. You know, we're helping clients craft content around guidelines. We put that out the very next morning, new guidelines come out and, and we've got to kind of recreate that content and, and update for the new guidelines. So uh, crisis always has uncertainty and there's a high level of change. And the great thing is that that families are empathetic to that because things are changing for them on the regular. So um, daily changes, it's a very fluid kind of situation. Um, and understanding like when plan A doesn't work, you got to have a plan B and a plan C and a plan D. So, so communicating around, you know, what your action steps are going to be and then being transparent with that, with your community, that is huge. So you got to be flexible Four, leverage your team. Your team is so valuable to you right now. Like, look, my team, your team, we couldn't operate as owners and leaders if we didn't have great teams around us. So one, 
leverage your team, give them the tools and the resources that they need to um, fully serve your client families and your community the best that they can. And look, try to bring your team together. This is a time for unity. Uh, and, and a lot of us have teams that are that are working remote. You know, we've got clients who when the funeral home isn't busy, they're letting their employees go home, but they're communicating via Zoom and, and having conference calls and, and keeping that communication unified. So one vision, one mission, um, and it gives you perspective too. Uh, as owners and as as kind of leaders, we, we tend to get very close to the situation and sometimes hearing the perspective of, of employees who are kind of able to give that 10,000 foot view, it's not necessarily their baby like it is ours, can give us some different different perspective. And then when you're leveraging your team, you've got to celebrate the wins. Like when somebody is doing something right, you've got to celebrate that win. And it doesn't matter how big the win is. It can be small. It can be just a family shaking your hand and saying, hey, they served me well. That's a huge win. Like these don't have to be monumental things. Celebrate the wins. You get what you celebrate. So when you celebrate the things that are going right, one, it's a positive mindset and gives your 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 team perspective. But people want to be celebrated. So when you celebrate the wins and you celebrate the things that are going right and the things that they're doing correctly, those breed more wins. So celebrate those wins. Um, five communication and this is so so key as things are, are changing and are very fluid communicating with your team around those changes is going to be key our team is working remote so we've got 25 people spread out all over the place we use zoom uh twice a day we have a morning meeting and an afternoon noon all hands meeting and look the communication doesn't have to be long sometimes our meetings are five minutes sometimes our meetings are 15 minutes we have an agenda we have things we need to talk about and, and we keep that meeting flowing because time is important and we don't want to bog everybody down with too much. So keep your agenda short, get to the point, communicate, but keep that lines of communication open, leverage communication amongst your teams. So if you've got a customer experience team, make sure they're communicating. If you've got you know your embalming team, make sure that they're communicating with each other and make sure then that you're directing all of that conversation. So have an agenda, keep that communication, uh, start with some direction and um, have discernment on what you communicate around. Don't just have meetings to have meetings. Um, as things start to slow down and there's not as not a much change, you know, maybe one meeting a day is great, but communication is so key in crisis. And even when we're not in crisis, having great communication. Six, this is a, this is a huge one. And it's, it's be authentic. Um, so when change happens and restrictions are put on gatherings, we have a tendency in this profession immediately. What happened was we all started to freak out. Like, what are we going to do? People aren't going to have services. Oh my gosh, we're limited to a hundred people. Then we're limited to 50. Then we're limited to 10. And then now we can't go to the graveside in some States. Now some States funerals are banned altogether. Like you gotta be authentic and real and you've got to communicate what's happening to the community. The only source you have directly to the community to be able to control that conversation right now is social. So be transparent, be real, be authentic. And look, number one, it's okay to not know. It's simple. 
it is okay to have uncertainty because nothing is concrete right now. Again, it's a fluid situation. Things are changing rapidly. So it is okay to be uncertain, but you've got to be authentic and transparent with that. You can't go dark. You can't not communicate. You've got to communicate with the community. This is not a time to pull away from social, take all your posts down, make your page go away. Like this is a time to be doubled down on social and the communication that, that is happening with, with your team and with your community around the restrictions that have been put on gatherings and what your funeral home is doing as a result of the crisis and how you're handling things. And then number seven, this one should be a number one, but it is managing yourself. It is imperative that you take care of your mental health um, because your bleeding your energy through your entire team, whether you've got some working remote or everybody's in the funeral home every day, your energy and your mental state is, is influencing your entire team. So you have to keep your mindset positive and be, again, focusing on the wins like we talked about is going to help keep that positivity. And that's it, man. Celebrate the wins. Um, so recap, put people first. Educate yourself and get the right information from your state and national associations. Be flexible. Things are fluid and they're changing daily. Leverage your team. Empower them to do the right things. Five, communicate. Keep that communication high and to the point and everybody on the same page. Six, be authentic. You got to be transparent. You got to be real. This is the time for authenticity to your community. And then manage yourself. Your mental health that is, that is bleeding through your entire organization. So if you do those seven things, it's going to help you be a better leader kind of during crisis. And as we on go into the future, it's going to help you just be a better leader of your organization. And look, no one's got it figured out perfectly. Um, I'm working through all seven of these things. And part of my kind of therapy is regurgitating it to you. So, so thank you for listening. Um, appreciate you and the way that you're serving your communities. And we're honored to be able to come alongside you and aid you in that.